you found it, the Japan Loi Podcast, blowing hot air to the back end of Tokyo. My name is Matt Bigelow, your host. And I'm Mike Rogers, your co-host with Mr. Matt Bigelow. Good morning to you, afternoon, evening, whatever. Whatever time it may be, whenever anybody's yeah, what, listening to this. Whatever. Does time yeah. even matter anymore, Mr. Mike Rogers? No, I don't. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore because of this high technology podcasting you can listen to it anytime you want and it automatically copies itself into the rss plumbing which sends it everywhere all over the world it's crazy it's a crazy technology really well so that's good so today today we were supposed to interview a famous japanese comedian yes mr saku yanagawa He's written for Netflix. He's done uh, tours all over America. Uh, he's been uh, good. Got some good YouTube hits, man. Wow! I'd like to try my joke on him. Did you hear about the joke that the um, Germans won the award for the world's least funny people? Up for the award were the Germans, the Japanese, and some Eskimo tribe. Right. I, I've never heard of, and the Germans won. Of course they did. <laughs> and they were after they won the award they were pissed off at these school children who gave them the award so they gassed them well <laughs> they had a press conference and they i guess the guy the german guy said you know german germans are very funny they are very very funny with tell jokes at home and at work let me tell you a joke a man goes into a store and buys a cheesecake oh Okay, next joke. You know. <laughs> <laughs> jokes about so, Germans being not funny are always the best. Because the jokes are never like, they're never real German jokes, but they may as well be. It's like, and then I said, everybody get into the pool. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> and speaking, and we're going flow of consciousness here. Oh, yes. There was a joke. Uh, I guess a Rus- Russians are also, I guess, seems like they don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, but they, would, they do, but they don't. It's one of those things. Oh, you would think that someone who drinks so much vodka all the time would be pretty hilariously funny. Yes. But I, I heard a joke, a Russian joke, and this was came out around the time the Soviet Union fell down. And I thought this was hilarious. And um, wait a minute, is this a Russian joke or an East German joke? Okay, so when we've got the Eastern, you know what a Trabant is, right? No, I have no idea. What's this word you speak a, a of? A Trabant was an East German car. It was their their car. Oh yes, like their um their Potemkin village to the automobile industry. Yeah. So if if you wanted to buy a Trabant, you put in an order, and the guy would um tell you, yeah, in ten years we'll have your car delivered to you, and the the, the guy would say, um, well what. In 10 years, okay, will it be delivered in the morning or in the afternoon? And the guy goes, it's 10 years from now. What difference does it make whether it's morning or afternoon? Yeah. And the guy goes, no, no, I have a washing machine coming in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the joke the joke I wanted to tell you was, um, how do you double the price of your Trabant? I don't know. How do you double no, the price of your Trabant? You fill it with a tank of gas. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> here's a anyway, here's an so example of, of of Russian humor. They they, they it, it's it's it, it it's it's deadpan and it it kind of stabs you in the back while making fun of themselves. They'll be like, uh, mm-hmm. "You call this a party? More people would come to my dead donkey's funeral than go to your party." Mm. That type of thing is like Russian mm. humor. Oh, they well, they talk. They compare ha- things to dead donkeys. Dead donkeys. Yes. Well, yeah. I I've been to Russia before. I went to Moscow, and I went to Sochi, and I have to tell you, if there's any folks in the United States listening, Russia is a wonderful country. Very nice people, and even the police were not like jackbooted and heavy. They were they were just nice to me. So I was staying at this uh, lounge at, at uh, or this hotel in Sochi, and I, people told me that Sochi is not like Russia. It's, it's a resort. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But um, um, it's where Putin we goes were, to shine his boots. Yeah, we were we were at a film festival, 
and at the film festival, of course, they have security service, private security service. Nice. And this one friend of mine, his name is Oleg Hill. He's a pretty well-known uh, Russian actor and and indie film director. Hi, Oleg. And um, Oleg says to me one day, "Hey, Mike, you see those guys over there?" I'm like, "What? What guys? What guys?" He goes, "The security people. Do you know who they are?" And I was like, "Uh." No, they're just security, right? He goes, no, they are all ex-KGB people. Nice. And see the see the old guy with the he had a suit on and he had a big red star on his left or his right lapel, left lapel, whatever. And um, the guy said, see him. He doesn't have a right arm, and he had his hands in his pockets, so I couldn't really see clearly. He's he doesn't have a right arm. What well, what happened to him? He lost his arm in Afghanistan. And I was like, really? Wow. Okay. Okay. Oleg, I want to go drinking with those guys. Arrange it for me. And he says, leave it to me, my friend. Oh, nice. Taps yeah. me on the shoulder. So a couple of days later, um, I see Oleg again. Hey, Oleg, when am I going to go drinking with these ex-KGB guys? And uh, he said, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not ex-KGB, actually. They're... What is it called? What is their new KGB called? FSB. Now? Yeah, they're FSB people. And I'm like, FSB, CIA, KGB. I don't care. I want to go drinking with him. And then he goes, okay, leave it to me, my friend. I'll go ask them. <laughs> so then we're getting on the bus. It's like a couple of days after that. We're getting on the bus. And here's that old guy. He's the boss. You can tell he's the boss. With the suit on and the red star and stuff there. And I see him in the morning and I say, oh, good morning to you, sir. And he's like, oh, good, good morning, you know. And he puts his hand out to shake my my hand. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're not missing your arm. Yeah. You've got both arms. And then I said to Oleg later on, hey, you lied to me. <laughs> that guy's got both his arms. He said, oh, yeah, that was a... Just an accounting mistake. Accounting mistake. <laughs> he's jacking you up. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's totally bull bullshitting me. Yeah. But the America comes anyways, to tower the, and you just say Afghanistan and KGB. And you go, wow, stories. <laughs> but anyway, the Russian people are really, we're really nice. Russian young young ladies are very beautiful. Yep, that's true. And, and um, everybody was just so nice. And I got so drunk every day because they drink shots of vodka. Yeah. I, I got a shot. Wurichika, right? Don't they put that wurichika yeah. in there? The guy gives me a shot of vodka and I'm, I'm, I'm sipping it. And he goes, no, no, Mike. Like this. And then like eight or nine, just doom, they just dumped it, you know, like. A, and I was just like, okay. And the next morning I woke up in the lobby of the Radisson Hotel Ooh. in Sochi, sleeping on the sofa in the lobby. And <laughs> nobody from the hotel said, hey, get up, get out of here. You, you can't do that. They would do that in Japan. I'm sure they would do that in the States. But nobody said anything to me. And that sort of thing happened to me, I think, two or three times where <laughs> I woke up on a sofa in a lobby somewhere, and I had no idea where I was. <laughs> Jesus. But anyways, Russia's nice. Russia is a very nice place. The Russians are very nice people. And I highly recommend going there. You'll be surprised. It was yes. just my commercial brought to you by Russian Airlines. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Airflot. Airflot. Aeroflot. Yeah. Aeroflot. Where, yeah. where, where plane rides you. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that now, Matt. Yes. Speaking of that. Yeah. So when I when I arrived in Moscow, I, Moscow. I flew a J yeah, I, I flew JAL and then stayed in Moscow for a couple of nights and then flew a Aeroflot airplane from Moscow to Sochi. I don't know where in Sochi. Sure. I guess Sochi Airport. Like a, it's a few-hour flight, though, right? Yeah, it was an hour and a half or something sure. like that. Yeah. But, and this was very surprising to me, when we landed in the Aeroflot plane, when we landed, I mean, here I am on this plane with all these Russians and everybody starts clapping. Yay! We Whoa. landed. We, you know, it's like something from the 50s or the 60s. It's like, yay! And everybody was clapping. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope we don't crash. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
weird. Memories of Russia. Weird. Very wonderful weird. place. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to go. I've wanted to have, uh, check out St. Petersburg and, uh, and and try some of their, their food as well. I, I don't know why, but I've heard it's good if, if as long as like the pickles or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, the food was good, but I, I was told that this isn't typical Russian food. No. That they were feeding us at the film festival. You were just getting but, wasted, hoping God. hoping for for the American uh American uh, tourist in, in in Russia story where you get to drink with the KGB. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to drink with the KGB and I also wanted to meet Putin. <laughs> yes. So uh, I, I couldn't meet meet Putin, but I but I did I did drink a cup of coffee with Vladimir Putin. Oh really? Yeah, I I bought a Vladimir Putin coffee cup yes, at the airport. A good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyways, enough nonsense. Um, hey, have you heard about this? Mm. Suspicious packages of, of seeds apparently sent from China have recently popped up in Canada, Britain, Australia, the United States, and now Japan. Plant quarantine officials are urging people to not put them in soil. On wow. Tuesday, a man in Miura City in Kanagawa Prefecture near Tokyo received a silver packet containing dozens of seed-like objects, each measuring about two millimeters. The shipping label suggests it came from China. He's not alone. Officials at the Yokohama Port Protection Station say they've been contacted by people nationwide about similar cases since late July. They say the packages appear to be from abroad and bear no marks showing their pass, they passed through quarantine. Similar cases have been reported in more than 20 U.S. states since June, including over 1,000 in Virginia alone. The majority are postmarked from China. The suspicious seeds. They've arrived. I didn't know they were coming all over the world. I know they went to the United States. Yeah, they've made their landing in in Japan, where people receive these strange packets of seeds. What you ever see that movie, Little Shop of Horrors? No. Where Rick, I think, was his name, Rick Manis. I think that's his name. He has a plant, and it just grows to huge size, and it starts devouring everything, like even humans and tells him to do you know spread his plant out and and do this and so it's just this huge ugly scary looking monster giant monster i highly recommend the movie it's a uh, musical little house little shop of horrors little shop of horrors what do you think is going on with these is this like a fear campaign what why would why would at this time with the whole hong kong thing going on and with the trade um, wars going on, and then everybody's kind of stepping away from China's supply chains at the moment, why would seeds from China arrive to people who never ordered them? You gotta, you gotta yeah. put these things in uh, packets. But- you gotta, you gotta get the labels. You gotta get the addresses, and then you gotta ship them. And just all of these how, seeds start arriving. You open up this well, how, package; how we, it's full of seeds, and you've never ordered it before. It's like—is this like a psychological campaign? Like, why would why would seeds start appearing everywhere in this bizarre but, manner? See, Matt, you're not as suspicious about everything as I am. I am first off. Like, what proof do we have that it came from China? Oh, the the label says Chengdu. Chengdu. Yeah. So it's got Chengdu's post office stamp on it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. We don't know if it's a Chengdu. Okay, now if we're going to get suspicious, this is a good point. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe it says Chengdu, but it's not actually from Chengdu. Somebody just said oh. it was from Chengdu. So if we're going to double down ah. on the suspicions here, it says it's from China, but do we know it's from China? Yeah, well, this sounds like a you – know, I hate to say this. It sounds like a U.S. – um, psyop, psyop, yeah. So you you're uh, saying like Pompeo like, is? I, well, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm I'm not into conspiracy theory. <laughs> but but the I love United this. States, Everybody always says but. The United States has a long history of pulling this kind of stuff. Exactly, especially so, using available um, uh, vulnerabilities in either psychological 
uh, groups or um, yeah. through uh, channels like uh, media channels. And this, in this case, well, it would be supply chain, China supply chain, China supply chain. We're hearing it's bad, yeah. and then all of these seeds start appearing. Seeds. So, so, and it's going out to different countries, and maybe these countries' governments start getting suspicious about China, and it's really coincidental that the the United States and China are um, just what yesterday the United States ordered uh, I don't know these a uh, TikTok ah uh, yes to be sold and and they're saber rattling in the uh, South China Sea yeah yeah oh yeah and, and the United States the United States is pulling out what twelve thousand soldiers from Germany. Exactly. And and um, this also affects uh, Japan because of the uh, the Aegis Ashore self-defense missile system is also being um, shelved and they're going to do something else. So Japan has a massive supply chain investment into China. Um, it's a, one yeah. of China's major, major trading partners. And That's right. So would you be willing to say if you're going to strike a balance on the odds of probability here with these seed things, would you, would you initially think that it's anti-China propaganda or is it a, a Chinese new way of the China entering its, 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 its intelligence forces into the international community saying, Hey guys, well, we're here and we're using seeds to plant this idea. Well, you, you Either side could be argued, I think, pretty logically because um, cultures are different, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe in, we don't know. Maybe in China, like you get packages in the mail from people you don't know sending you stuff. I don't know. Maybe you do. I mean, you don't, you don't in the States and you don't here, but maybe in China they do. I don't know. Does someone know about that? Write that down on our, uh, our Facebook. Yes. Japan, yeah. what? Facebook. Give us and your. Give us your anti, anti whatever rhetoric, whatever your side against. Tell us about it. But, but it also, um, I think that, uh, like, and I don't even want to go through the litany of um, psyops that the United States government has pulled over since the Maine, the battleship Maine at the, the harbor in Cuba. When was that? Eighteen forty-eight or whatever, something like that. Oh yes, false flags, right? Where they try to yeah, state. false flags and and in Cuba, not in Cuba. I'm sorry, in Vietnam, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Did that? Do you know the Gulf of Tonkin didn't even happen? I know that's the, the whole point. Reporting happened. Yes, the, the reporting happened, but <laughs> there were no sub uh, torpedo attacks on the U.S. ships. Exactly. It didn't happen. Also, um, using uh, fake uh, radio reports saying that the U.S. forces are invading this South American country and then the army just leaves. Yeah. But there was no, and, there was um, no invasion. So we, we, the United States certainly has its record for um, high-level psyopery. But is this so a lot but of people they don't uh, usually use seeds they usually spray chemicals in the no. air seeds is a new one this is a this is a new yeah, new, well, new door we're opening here it it could be just another way i mean i'm more apt to think that it's another way that maybe the the US government or the CIA or whatever they cuz they're not no one's controlling the CIA they're out running around doing what they want and um um, a lot of people will say, well, that's just conspiracy theory. That's, you know, that's just conspiracy theory. But everyone, I want you right now to go on to Google or go to Wikipedia and check out 1978 U.S. Senate uh, Assassination Committee. And um, in 1979, they came to the conclusion that JFK and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were assassinated as part of a conspiracy and that's the u.s government admitting it oh yes but very few people know this yeah it's it's very strange <clears throat> because the they're required to report it but then it, it's like it's kind of a news item for one day and then the next day they just talk about gas prices 
and, yeah, and move this. on move on from the topic. And then it becomes it's the night before Easter. It's the yeah. night before Easter. It yeah. comes on at midnight and ends at six in the morning. That's right. On on some like sort of public access program like C SPAN. <laughs> They're like, and the next five minutes we'll be talking about the report five forty three point two. Yeah. And we've confirmed that in fact the three individuals have been assassinated. Next, we well, will it, be talking about gas prices for the next six yeah. months. So, so, but anyway, the the FBI must be investigating these seeds, aren't they? Oh, where they came from? There must be a multilateral effort because it's not just you know it's it's it, this report I played was from NHK with seeds in the Muta Peninsula, some guy uh, in Kanagawa oh. Prefecture. So the Japanese wow. secret police might also be in on this. We don't know. We're just speculating. We're just podcasters speculating about psyopery. Okay. Yeah, well, what? Well, Matt, let's get more real. All right. So if you got those willing, seeds, would you plant one? Would you plant one? I would bring them to the office and put them on the table. Really? <laughs> no, no. I would if if, if we're going to be real, like we just promised. Um, if I received this package, I would hmm. take some pictures. I would take one seed and keep yeah, it for yeah, myself, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then I would it, eat it. You might eat get psychedelic. Well, yes. <laughs> I would lick them. I would feed them to the local animals, you know, put them on a dish and see what happens. Uh, it's, it's, I wonder. No, I wouldn't plant one. Definitely not. But I would keep one and then I would turn the rest into the police. That's what I would do. Really? I, what, what would you I do? Think Mike? I w- you, you, you I wake up I, in the morning might- in a Chengdu seed package. And of course, you're like Chengdu in quotation marks. Yeah. I, I would, um, when I was a kid, okay, when yes. I was a kid, I was a healthy American kid. Yeah, I, I played with explosives. I took gasoline and set fire to the little creek down near my house. Yeah, and done that. Busted up every toy, every toy model, like plastic model. I would build like a king tiger tank, build it, paint it up, and then once I painted it up, I would set it on fire and <laughs> recreate the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, so. I'm into seeing how things work. Well, I mean, I used to be right. <laughs> seeing how things work. So I would probably plant three of them and see what happens. Put a webcam and I would just, on it. I would just hope, I would hope that I got a plant like little, uh, little shop of horrors growing. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'd call NHK, come and look at this, come and look at this man eating. <laughs> <laughs> then I might be on the news, you know. I might be on the news, the nighttime news, you know, NHK reporter devoured Ooh. whole on live TV. <laughs> yes, and we'll get you a Japan what t-shirt. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we you can, know we can plant the seeds and then invite media companies over and wear yeah. wear Japan what t-shirts uh, as they film. Yeah. Well, you know the Japanese the Japanese, if the Japanese police have taken those seeds, I'm sure some researcher has planted some of them to see what's going to happen. Oh, and yeah, they're going to do genetic diagnoses yeah. and all of that. This is this is the yeah. country to do that. They, 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 yeah. they're, they're very fastidious in their approaches to data with the high-level scientists. That's right. And we have a long history of Godzilla, Rodan, um, and all of these. Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, we've got, you know. So I'm sure the scientists are, would be very, very interested to see how this experiment goes. And then it's, it's out of control. It's out of control. And then this giant plant stomps through Tokyo. Boom, boom. And then Godzilla <laughs> comes and fights with him. You know, that's how it would be. Do you know Ultraman has its own soda? No. Ultraman cider. Ultraman cider. So you have to drink it in three minutes or what? It's I don't know the rules, but it's oh. it's definitely pretty tasty. Definitely pretty wow. tasty. Would you grind up the seeds and smoke them? Uh no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so that in- sounds that sounds very risky to me. <laughs> I would no. like to I, meet I, the I wouldn't ground up, would. grind up anything and smoke it, actually. No. No, I no. just like uh I, well, when I was 20, maybe I would have, 
you know, we were desperate to get high back in those days. And that was in the days when everyone was getting high. So don't blame me. But um, <laughs> Exactamundo. Yeah, the late 70s. So, um, but no, I would not grind them up. I would plant three of them and then I would call the cops and, and say, here, take take this away, will you? Yeah. Geez, why is this even here? You guys should be doing your job. Yeah. Come on. It shouldn't even get to my door at this Come point. Come on. And then they'd start asking you questions like, oh, what do you do for work? And uh, how? why would they send this to you? Next thing you know, you're in the jail cell down in Shibuya Station. They're blaming you. <laughs> you're the Chinese operative. Yeah. You're the fall so, guy. On, on, on that note, we should warn our, our listeners that uh, in Japan, they don't mess around with drugs. They, they, they will let the drugs go to your door. And then if you don't report them, they will throw you in the slammer. Yeah. And they're not kidding. <laughs> they're not joking around. They're not so joking around. I had, no, so I, we're changing subjects here. I had a friend who told me that she sent marijuana to Japan to her son. And she, she said, oh, it's just a little bit of money. They won't arrest him. And I was like, no. No, no, I don't want to say her name. Um, they will arrest him. So how did you send the... Let's call the her Mary marijuana? Jane. Yeah, so it's, she's... It's like, people, what are you thinking about? And I'll give you a couple examples. I know about a case where somebody stuffed the um, marijuana into ballpoint pens and got caught. Yeah. I also know someone who, you know, cassette tapes used to have really good quality cassette tapes. You used to be able to screw them open. Yeah. Yeah, and they would put put it into cassette tapes. These people got caught. Now think about this. You're an, you're a cult uh what do you call it? customs agent at Narita Airport and here's this package comes in and it's full of ballpoint pens from the United <laughs> States coming to Japan. Would I don't know. I would I would think for a second like what well, ballpoint pens. Who yeah, needs I, these I've never to be seen them. Yeah. <laughs> so that that guy got caught, and uh, another <laughs> the cassette tape person. The cassette those cassette tapes are from Japan. This is so I'm talking about like in the 70s, the 80s, uh, probably manufactured in Japan or Malaysia or where, but Taiwan via Japan it comes yeah. it comes. They're going to think, what is this? That's just a red flag. That's just a red flag. So. I su suggest you come to Narita and put them up your bum. Yes, the old anal <laughs> smuggler. The old <laughs> anal smuggler. Since we're on this topic, let's go to... Stupid Gajam of the Week. Stupid Gajam, S-G-O-T-W. The Stupid Gajam of the Week. All right. You, you always surprise me with how stupid these people are. Okay, so... All right, yes. Okay. Um, when I first moved to uh, Japan... Oh, do you know what? This is my 14th what? anniversary of, of being in Japan. August 2nd, oh, happy 2006. Birthday. Yes. 14 years. 14 years. That's actually years. a very long time. It's, yeah, That's it a is. long time. And now the, your, the past is definitely the past at this point. You know, like 2006, yeah. it's pre-Obama and all that, pre-smartphone. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have those memories. All right. So this comes to us from Saitama. Cameroonian mm. trio. Oh, the reason I brought that up was because when I first came to Japan, most of the foreigners uh, I knew were Western speakers, Western people. Uh, but wow. now the a lot of the foreigners coming to Japan are, are, are a lot of um, uh, people from around Asia and, and even an uptick in Africa. So it's just demographics, basically. But anyway, yeah, it, I, I think it's labor labor shortage for what do you call it? Manual labor. Manual labor label yeah. labels. Okay, yeah. uh, Cameroonian trio suspected of vehicle thefts. Saitama Prefectural mm. Police have arrested three male Cameroonian nationals who are suspected in a string of vehicle thefts in the Kanto area. In April, the trio, including 38-year-old Albert Wehutun, allegedly stole a truck from a vacant lot in the town of Nagatoro, Saitama. All three suspects uh -huh. deny the allegations. 
And uh, based on camera security footage, the three suspects are believed to have stolen a total of around 20 trucks in Saitama and Tochigi <laughs> prefectures since December. The vehicles were taken to what suspects referred to as the yard, located in the Ibaraki yard. prefecture. At this location, the suspects are believed to have disassembled the vehicle to sell the parts overseas. And there's a picture of the wow. guy getting escorted out by the, the police here. So so this is this is this happened in Saitama. So three Cameroonian guys are walking around town at night acting suspicious, going into in empty car lots, windows, jacking cars. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they they deny it completely. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the only thing about that I can tell you is a quote from uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Yes. Who back said, to the Russians. All right. Yeah. Back to the Russians. He said that a lie told even ten thousand times never becomes the truth. So you can say you can say it wasn't me, it wasn't me. But there's cameras showing three guys, and next camera shows three guys. And how many Cameroonians are there in Saitama? Three. <laughs> so these guys—they're not rocket scientists, you know the. I, I hear that chi uh, some Chinese or Koreans or some gangs, what are they called? Um, snake's head or something like that. All right, sure. Gangs steal stealing tractors, dis disassemble them and ship them back to China like like that day. So That's pretty smart. It's okay because I'm sure some security camera cannot um, distinct between a Japanese and a Chinese. It's, it's pretty difficult, but a Cameroonian... Yeah, yeah, I in think a lot. That, yeah. <laughs> also, farms you, you're not guaranteed to have cameras on them, but the, the, the Japan is a highly surveilled society. There's cameras everywhere. We just it, it's embedded into the infrastructure in London and places like that. They just shove cameras in your face all day, and you're kind of kind of accepting it. But in Japan, it's a very it's passive surveillance, but it's yeah. it's highly active in its own way. And all of these cameras are just there's, there's probably like five shot like it looks like a professional mm. movie by the time it gets to the courthouse in japan of these three cameroonian guys allegedly stealing 20 so, trucks so how long did this crime spree from last, de december Matt, you know? december till july so the 20 well, trucks so they're stealing right. a, they were yanking a few trucks a month just going around yanking trucks and so the police have a, a map of saitama area yes and, okay and they put a pin here. Okay, a truck was stolen here. A truck was stolen there. A truck was stolen there. And then they, they put the pins on the map. Okay, where is the center of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these pins. Okay, around here. Let's take a look around there. And hey, there's Manny, Mo, and Jack <laughs> there. And um, yeah, they, they get probably surveyed. Surveil oh, surveilled. They get surveilled. Yeah. Yes. And um, they're, they're going to get caught. All right. And they probably, probably, I don't know, maybe they can speak Japanese. I would, uh, maybe they know a little bit, um, yeah. but probably uh, not enough to get themselves out of jail. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're going to jail. And as soon as they get out of jail, they're being deported. So there we go. Their own. And and they'll never be allowed back into Japan again. So enjoy your vacation. You're about to have three or four or five years, three meals a day paid, and you get to sit down and meditate every day for like, you know, 20 hours a day, face east, west. Every time the guard walks by, you get to say your number, but you get three, three squares a day. I, I think that's pretty good. Might be better than a lot of what the uh, general population in Cameroon is facing. <laughs> yeah, I think it. so. I hate to say it. Would you, wonder, choose, would, would you choose three years in Cameroon or three years in a Japanese prison? I'd take three years in a Japanese prison. <laughs> and I hate to say that. I don't, I've never been to Cameroon. I don't know. But I know what a Japanese prison is like. I mean, I've heard. Yes. I have no idea what Cameroon is like. And if. Is there even food? They must have cities. Of course, they have cities. This sounds. I'm now. I'm sounding really stupid. So if the audience is thinking, "Oh, this guy's really racist," no, I'm not racist. I just don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> there's a difference between ignorance and. Uh, so Cameroon is located on the uh, sub-Saharan Africa, uh, right next that to Nigeria, uh, and uh, and above Congo. 
Uh, oh. Yeah, and it's it's close to Equatorial Guinea, so there's that going for it. Yeah. Well, Nigeria, I guess, has a pretty okay economy, what yeah. I, from what I hear. I'm yeah, the, not the sure. southern areas, they, they're pretty active yeah. down there. They do but pretty anyway, well. But anyway, so these, these three guys come to Japan in December. And start stealing stuff, I guess. They just start and, yanking um, trucks. And what a, I can't believe our, our fortuity of, of being able to just yank trucks, disassemble them, and send parts through the international mail system and not get caught. Well, as last week we reviewed, I believe, some uh, Peruvians who came who formed a crime ring to steal rings. Oh, yeah. And this week it was another crime ring, except it was to sell uh, steal trucks. And uh, what I can say about that is. Don't come to Japan to do crimes, <laughs> man. Don't come to Japan to do crimes. All right. Yeah, because, because you know, people think like um, they come to Japan, especially Westerners will come to Japan. And that includes blacks and whites and maybe Hispanics. They'll come to Japan and they'll walk around Shibuya or Shinjuku like at two o'clock in the morning. And they, they all of a sudden behind them up pops two Japanese guys. And the, all of a sudden the fear factor takes over. And you think like, oh, God, these guys are going to jump me. But no, they're not. They're just walking by you. Oh, the yeah, most yeah. dangerous, The most dangerous person around you within a kilometer of you is you. Is you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that happened to me too. That, that, didn't that happen to you at least once? Yeah, where... absolutely. It happens a lot, actually. Uh, even I kind of take this new route home from my job, and sometimes the 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 the, the lamps, the street lights, will will my shadow will come up behind me quickly. Just and I yeah. I think somebody's jumping me, but it's literally my own shadow. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to worry about that here. You know, if you think like two guys are looking at you and and they're talking, they're not like you. My older brother, one time we were crossing this street, two guys were in a Corvette or something like that. A really nice car. Nice. And uh, we're standing at the, the street corner ready to cross. And my older brother looks at these guys and goes, what the fuck are you looking at? Whoa. I, I thought, no. They're just looking at us and they're thinking, wow, look, those two foreigners are checking us out in our cool car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's it>. yeah. <laughs> okay, so. All right. Uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, coronavirus numbers. Uh, just very briefly, this is something that I, I oh. like to do. Um, so recently, Tokyo had its highest amount of uh, tests in, in like uh, 500 or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, recently, the amount of testing in Tokyo has been like 5,000 a day. Like yesterday was 4,000, 3,000, 3.5,000. And then a few days ago, 5,000, 5,000. So we yeah. have tens of thousands of people being tested, but yeah. 500 of them test positive. But then also hundreds of hundreds a day are being discharged as well. And since the beginning of July, if we go back one month, the amount of people mm -hmm. that have died have been two, three, four, five, six. So six people have died in the past month. And this is according to the government's own numbers. Um, so a lot of people kind of like they send me these weird messages. That they're like, oh, my God, 500 people. What's going on? And I just kind of go, well, look, yeah, there's more testing and the deaths are going down and the discharges are going up. Like, what do you want? So it's this weird yeah. kind of thing where they have to find but, the problem. Yeah, but, you have to find the problem. We have a um, in, in Japan and especially in Tokyo. Um, I, I forget. I'm forgetting English. What um, The Tokyo government basically told a lot of you know businesses to start closing early yes because so many people tested positive but like you said the amount of deaths is almost negligible because at least 250 300 people a day die in Japan from cancer heart attack car accidents it's just stuff like that yeah so two or three doesn't even make a blip on the screen 
exactly. It, it's it's, and I don't blame the media because it's like, yeah, there were about five hundred cases that were reported, and I would like to know about that. Uh, but the fact that everybody kind of goes, well, I guess we're in the chaos now. It's time to consider the end of the world. You know, I'm like, wait, no, no, no. If you look at some of these other numbers, it shows uh, quite the opposite, in fact. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to touch on that. So, um, Mike, mm. you, you're into Twitter, right? I have a little Twitter theme song that I like to put in when I, when I talk about Twitter. Your your right. your thing on Twitter is uh, you're 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 good on Twitter. You know how to use Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter very well to um, promote oh. myself. Mm, mm. But of course, ah. your, your your Mike Rogers show does very well on Twitter. I, I use Twitter yeah. as a mine. I use it as a search engine. Um, Mm. Google takes you to um, play like websites. Twitter takes you to people. And then I was uh, looking at this Twitter thread about American mm. things Japan does better. Is it? And I made a little short list. And I would oh, like to ask it? you if you think that this is true. So American oh. things that Japan does better. T-shirts. Okay. T-shirts. Agree or disagree? Japan. Oh, of course. Yeah, no problem. Whiskey. Yeah. Yes. Business cards. Yes. Convenience stores. Yes, absolutely. Baseball. <laughs> Americans are huge. You know, these American players, some of these guys, they are monsters compared to the Japanese. Yes. Like, I'm I'm big enough to play Japanese baseball. I mean, if I were fast and yeah, ball, I I can't, I can't go to the batting centers in Japan because the automatic pitcher pitches it below my knees. I have to get on my knees to literally <laughs> go to a batting center, and I, you know, I don't get on my knees for anybody. I mean, Japanese baseball is exciting. It's it's really fun. It's fun, but um, I think compared to the national. National National League, American League, it's just one slightly ranked down. There are Japanese people who can make it in American baseball, like um, what's his name? Just retired. Ichiro. Uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Yeah. Otani. So, uh, yeah. Darvish but, as well. But we have teams like the um, um, Nippon Ham Fighters, and <laughs> I, I saw them play uh, once. They're good. You did? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I like catching a baseball so, game from time to time. Yeah, so they, you know, they're they're not very good. All right, game shows. I don't watch TV, but and I generally speaking hate game shows. And Jap, wait a minute, Japanese game shows, they're better if you're into like a very twisted sense of humor. Like you know, and and on, when people would they watch they watch YouTube, and they see a a video where there's a wall with little holes in it. And then the women are licking whatever comes through the holes. No, th those are porno videos, folks. Don't get them confused. Those are porno videos. Those are not TV game shows. Okay. I <laughs> so, once interviewed but, the comedian Bert Kreischer, uh, who who's mm. very famous for the machine. And we were in a karaoke booth. And of course, they have like a TV sometimes between songs that have like announcers. Yeah. And after a while, he was saying like, this is weird because nobody's getting naked because he's an American and all, all of the uh, the Japanese content oh. he watches in America, people eventually just start getting naked. But he was like, yeah, this is yeah, weird. Yeah, that's, that's porno, porno <laughs> videos. And there's nothing wrong with porno videos. You won't hear me say anything bad about them. No, no. Vending, <laughs> vending machines. Oh, Japan. Yeah, beef. Well, I don't like, I don't generally eat beef. Okay. And um but we never ever buy US made beef because of growth hormones and all sorts of chemicals they put in it. Yeah. My wife, I don't know how she got that information. She must have heard it from the Japanese news, maybe it's incorrect, but she will only buy Australian or New Zealand beef. It's a lot better for you. New Zealand. I know a guy who's a, a meat producer in New Zealand. Everything is grass-fed in New Zealand. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty tasty. Office wear. Office wear. Well, 
Hmm, office wear. I yeah. In in Japan, generally in offices, they wear kind of uniforms, yep. don't they? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like it. I, I I like it too, and I actually think that having a uniform is actually cheaper for you because you don't have to worry about every goddamn day what what combination of suit I'm going to wear. It's just like going to Japanese school. You, you wear the same uniform every day. You have like maybe three sets. And that's it. Yep. That's, that's what I do. That's all you can wear. And I think, I think that's better for the workers and um, maybe it's better for, um, I mean, Japan is not a good example of that, but maybe it, maybe it would, it is better to hold down sexism. I'm not sure. That's just a, a theory. What I like about the Japanese office wear is that it's uh, highly designed. So yeah. If you get some pants, it's just slacks. But the cool biz in Japan means you can have formal style pants, but they're cool. And they even yeah. go into the pocket lining. The pocket lining is very, very thin and air goes through it. So everything is Ooh. taken into consideration with the design of the office wear. And uh, the, 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 the waistband might be a little bit flexible, but it doesn't look like it has like a, an elastic in it because there's a covering over mm -hmm. it. Uh, everything yeah. they do, it's like it's, it, there's a, there's a, it's like a science project on your cuff. Do you have to wear a, wear a uniform working at the newspaper? No, I don't. Uh -huh. But I choose to wear office clothes because I'm a big differentiator. Like I like... I like my away from work music to be this, my at work music to be this, my at work appearance to be this. My like, my, I usually from my professional life use my full name Matthew, and then in my private life use Matt, so that the person I'm talking to, I know how to interact with them, uh, so I don't say and the wrong they thing. They have to bow down and kiss your shoes. That's right. Like that. Shine them okay. too. Shining <laughs> and kissing. Okay, last one. Japan. American, I'm not sure if this one's, a, Japan does better. Let's just leave it at that. This is the last one. Suicide. <laughs> oh, no, I think the United States is better because, and I've thought about this a lot. I'm not saying exactly what I've thought about, but um, in the United States, you can get a handgun, and I think that's pretty quick. I would just blow your brains out. Um yeah, and well, unless you want to shoot yourself going from the feet up, because there's enough bullets yeah, in America well, to do that. You know, what about seppuku, yeah, the ritualistic it, it, suicide, where you you carve a big triangle through your guts to protest? No government. way. There's no way. You know, um, what was his name? The, the famous Japanese right right wing writer. Yes. Um. um the he wrote the mask. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he did that, and then he was still alive, and then the guy behind him had to chop his head off. Mm. So I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as like a very painless way to die. I'm, I'm not into pain. Yukio Mishima. Mi Mishima, that's right. I'm not into pain. I'm, I'm no, no. No. Absolutely not. He died that's at why the uh, self-defense forces building. He was, that's right. He was protesting the usage of... I think he was tired of, of, of the emperor not being the center of everything. So he went and cut his yeah. guts out at the self-defense forces. And most of the people there were like, well, what was he doing? Why? You know, for him, it was like this giant moment to protest the direction of Japan. But most of the people there were just in the middle of drills. Thought he's a nut. <laughs> and it was like, what? He, he did what? He cut out his guts? That's weird. Well, I, I have something to do. I, I'm busy. <laughs> yep. 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 So, yeah, you know, you saw the, uh, what, what's it called? Untergang, the movie Untergang about Hitler, Hitler's last days. Oh, I've never seen that. No. The last 10 days of Hitler. No, no, no. So, yeah, there's scenes where um, German officers are just like, you know, they're, they're like Hitler died. And the guy pulls out a gun and puts it in his mouth, points it towards his head. <laughs> That's it. Now, that makes sense to me because I bet that doesn't hurt. Right. Yes, just finish it. So you you, yeah. you like the American uh, efficiency of bullet to the head, 
whereas the Japanese prefer the long, drawn-out political yeah, statement. Yeah, no, I'm not into that. Samurai not... and Bushido and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, fine. All right. <laughs> um, last topic before we finish for the day, and this is one that I'm covering over a, a long period of time, and it's... A... The Fourth Industrial Revolution will enable us to create a new society... This is from the Japanese government. Artificial intelligence will transform the big data collected through the Internet of Things into new wisdom. Society 5.0. Society 5.0, Mike. Wait a minute. She's saying this is from the Japanese government and yes, they're saying this artificial is, intelligence? Yes, this is done they're by not talking about. They're not talking about the same artificial intelligence you are. They're talking about idiots who work in the government. I think I could be wrong. No, they're they're <laughs> trying to. Uh, there's there's the two versions of AI. There's the stupid version, which is uh, robots that are your friends, and then there's the scary version, which is the wireless algorithms that automate supply chains. Oh, so they want to automate the supply chains using wireless algorithms. Wow, and uh, this mm. comes to us from Japan. Hopes to make smart city mo model global standard. Uh, the government intends mm. to deepen cooperation with the private sector. The government was apparently mm. prompted to make the move by concerns over China's aggressiveness in pushing its smart city model, the Panopticon. That has fallen down. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> in creating the Japanese model, the government will consider blocking it from accessing personal data collected by companies, distinguish it uh -huh. from China's surveillance model where there is no privacy. Um mm. So, yeah, the, a lot of the physical structures of China are not very robust, but its surveillance system is very, 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 very robust. They know mm. what's going on. So we're not moving there to steal trucks, are we? No, we're not moving there to steal <laughs> trucks at all. Uh, but I wonder about this whole smart city initiative. You know, the the um, Toyota has teamed up with uh, NTT Docomo, I think, to to transform some of its... Uh, expired uh, factories near Mount Fuji into testing zones where you set up like a oh. fake city and then build mm -hmm. in the technical uh, infrastructure mm -hmm. and then try mm -hmm. to understand how to make a smart city from that. And Saudi Arabia is wasn't, interested in this as well. Wasn't it like 20 years ago? I don't remember what company came out with Ibo. Yes, that's Sony. The that's the stupid robot dog. The stupid robot dog, and they kept saying everyone's going to have one, and he doesn't leave little chocolate surprises in the living room. Right? Yes. That's the what stupid, happened to that, him? That's the stupid version of AI. But oh, I see. But we're using AI every day now. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's mm. like this Zoom thing that we're using uses AI to optimize the uh, audio quality and the video quality. In theory. It's what it does. That's why the audio, that's why Zoom is so good. Really? Yeah. It's 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 I didn't know that. It's AI. So well, it's better than Skype, that's for sure. That's right. Because the yep. basically in China they take thirty or forty thousand engineers, give them a few billion dollars, and make a town for them and say, use algorithms and automation wirelessly to make things better. Wait, wait, I got to change that, Matt. They don't give them 30 or $40 billion. They don't give them shit, but they give them a budget of 30 or 40000 to build this city. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> so there we go. I don't know if, if, if Japan will be able to be successful in making a smart city. I think that uh, most people still believe AI is like a stupid thing, and it is pretty stupid. Uh, but I wonder if the I, younger generations, uh, if there's enough of the population to ensure a large-scale production of a I'm, smart city. I'm skeptical about all this sort of thing. I've, I think that, first off, and I might be confused about the software, or the hardware, whatever. But until AI can lie to me for self-preservation, then I think that doesn't work. But, you know, when I was a little kid, we read comic books and they said by now we were going to have flying cars, walls that clean themselves and all this other stuff. We still don't have it, Matt. I know that that's the, that's the, that's the hardware aspect. The software is, is quite different though, but the, the software is basically like Twitter and how flash mobs are automatically created because everybody's walking around and uh, Twitter engineers will 
allow certain information to flow to more smartphones and then people react based on the information. But if that's, if, if it's, it's, if it's the engineer, I'm just trying to have a conversation. If the engineer doing that, then that's a, not so smart. And yeah, I, but they, they kind of push the button, which then initiates the action. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it, it's, on, it's, on, it's not like a God where it's like a digital God. It's more like, Digital God, that's a great name for a punk band. Oh, that's the name of this title. That's the title of the episode, Digital God. Oh, oh. But yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of it's really stupid, but an, an example of, of AI is is the image segmentation and facial recognition mm. and things like that, mm. where mm. you can pull out a gun and a camera will immediately recognize that's a gun, take a screenshot, send that to the police with a GPS stamp on it, and then mm. automatically send a cop to come and get you. So you don't have to like Yeah, pick but up a phone. if you're wearing your COVID mask, it won't recognize you. Well, if there's a thermal camera, it can. Oh. It can, the thermal camera will be able to pinpoint your biometric data through the mask. So when you stack up the cameras uh, with uh, various mm, other, other cameras, it can compile a, a, an image and then extract the, the biometric data from that. So, so ultimately, the point is just don't walk around with a gun. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's the point. <laughs> and steal trucks. <laughs> All right. So there we go. So, But anyways, the K-Donran and the Japanese government are really pushing this. Whether they'll be able to be successful or not, I don't know. But yeah. uh, we can see that uh, they're they're trying to make waves and, and, and push forward this idea of Japan Society 5.0. And I know a lot of the people that are working with the uh, K-Donran to try to realize these things because they're going to be in control of the networks, which means they get a lot of money from all this. Oh, well, also, I'm also skeptical because for three years I worked with a company, a Chinese and Japanese partnership company building an AI robot. Oh, I think I told you yeah, about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this and is the stupid And it was a piece AI. of shit. Yeah, most of all, the, the robot friend is garbage. And when we think about AI from a consumer point of view, that's how we think about it. But when we think about AI in terms of automating a supply chain that's okay where, that makes sense that's All where right. that's where the that's where the that's where the dosh really is well and then this robot yes this yeah. robot was called um oh wait a minute it's it was called coron colon like corona corona coron was the name of this robot and they had this big press conference and these two a japanese lady and a japanese guy came out and talked and saying how great all this stuff was and then they, they said some question to corona and it just sat there didn't react, didn't do anything. And we were in the audience kind of laughing like this, this always happens. <laughs> so stupid. I, <laughs> I hate robots. I like robots that are in the, in the factory that kind of carry a thing from A to B. Yeah, sure. That's fine. But this whole, yeah. like, we're going to have emotional robots. No, we're not. All right. Screw off with your fucking emotional robots already. We warning, don't need warning, them. alien presence approaching. Exactly. What was that? That's okay. <laughs> uh, there we go. All right. So that's the podcast for today. I have to get to the newspaper. Mike, where can people find you? Um, I'm doing um, several radio shows, but the most popular ones are the Mike Rogers Show. And all you have to do is go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, whatever, and just search Mike Rogers Show. I'm also doing a show called Color Red. And Color Red is a, a new jazz they're both they're both indies music and on one of them i'm kind of crazy I'm, I'm speaking kind of normal so anyways check, check those out all right and as usual you can get the japan blood podcast directly from the website at matthewbmbigelow.com i recently updated the blog uh, where i talk about supply chains if you're interested in that matthewbmbigelow.com again I am shadow banned on Facebook. So anything you can do to like, sub, and comment to the podcast, share a link, post it to Twitter, it really helps us in the ratings, which helps us guests that hopefully don't cancel on us because they don't understand the difference between AM and PM. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Japan Web Podcast, blowing hot air over the back end of Tokyo. I'm your host, Matt. I'm Mike Rogers. See you later. Bye.
I always wear my mask and wash my hands after going home.